This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Right, so fantastic. So Huddersfield Town won, Southampton won. Who saw that coming, Tom? Um, it's a, a mixed, a mixed reaction, let's say. It is um, to, to it. I've seen online. I've seen some people say um, it was horrendous. I've seen other people say it was a great second half and a good point. Um, I'm sure that will spark enough debate. So the purpose of this show. Uh, this evening is not to listen to us talk it's to let other people talk let the town fans talk if you've got something that you want to get come and get off your chest come and unload come and have a word with us uh, and we're here to listen Uh, that's all we're here for so what we want to do is act like a phoning of sorts if you like so if you fancy uh, having a chat with us uh, putting your point across uh, use the request to speak uh, button and what we'll do is we'll add you in as and when uh, we can do so or when it's safe to do so and I will bow out when Jerry uh, manages to take himself off mute which is another thing um, I think we'll just blame Elon Musk for this won't we Tom so yeah, um, I think that's a great idea Matt um, it was all it was in my yeah. settings I had to uh, um, allow access that's what it was so now he hears everything that I do uh, there we go. So Jerry probably needs to do something same. He did warn us, didn't he, that he was slightly technophobic yeah. um, over there. It's not exactly Silicon Valley. It's more Greenbow, Alabama isn't it, than, um, than Silicon Valley. But we love Jerry all the same. So hopefully that's it. So if you do want to chat about the game today, um, make sure you send a, a request in and we will uh, bring people in as and when. So um People don't want me to speak because I'll be on the main podcast um, tomorrow. Um so um, please, anybody who wants to chat about the game, any points that you make. So we've uh, we've just jo- generally jotted down a number of talking points, haven't yeah. we, Tom, about the game itself? Is there's an early penalty shout, which I don't think a lot of people saw. It seemed to flick up and hit the uh, Southampton right back on the arm. Um, we, we're looking at sort of the performances, the first half, the the sort of ha- the, the negative setup. Mm. Um, I think riled certainly a large element of the crowd. Uh, and the substitution as well, when Yuta Nakayama came on for the injured Kian Harrett, seemed to um, upset quite a lot of people because it was a case of bringing a, a defender on for a striker. And I think that, especially with the shape that we set up with, with the 5-4-1, just to be blunt, pissed a lot of people off, didn't it? Um, but needs must. Uh, Delano Bergsog apparently wasn't fit enough to play for the 70 minutes or so at the time. I think it was the 18th minute, wasn't it, when Harrett went yeah. down? Um so, you know, I think they've taken the view that Bergsog wasn't fit enough to to play uh, for the rest of the game. Otherwise, he would have had to come on and then be subbed off again. But um, so there's that that we can talk about. Uh, the the crowd as well. The crowd was pretty low. Um, 
I think have people given up? Did you not come to the game today? Is there a reason why, you know, I almost didn't come? <laughs> so I think a lot of people probably felt felt that way, and I don't I, I don't blame you. Um, but you know, on the positive side, we've we've seen a, a more of a spirited second half performance, there, haven't we, Tom? As well, so uh, there's a. Um, you know they've not rolled over and died against a team that's no. let's not forget a good Southampton team that are going for the top two this season they're not here just to finish mid-table uh, and we've had one or two decent performances in there as well Ben Jackson uh, continues to impress at right back which you know I don't think anybody would have thought you'd be saying that at the start of the season um, you know he's come in today and he's he's grown in confidence throughout this little run that he's had uh, and he's got down the right hand side cutting onto his favoured left and whipped the ball into the far corner shall we give him credit for meaning it I think he's I think it's oh. one of those cross shots isn't it where if somebody touches it it's happy days but if somebody doesn't it's happy days again it's so, a beautiful cross um, though Matt it's a beautiful cross like there's not much you can do about that from a defensive point of view. You stick a leg out, it goes anywhere. Keepers can does he commit, doesn't it? It's um you gotta give a, I think just the credit for the cross alone. But yeah, it's it's definitely not a shot, is it? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um but you know, it's it's one of those buy a ticket winner raffle moments, exactly. isn't it? Um Right, okay. So let's see if Jerry is nope, Jerry was sending us a um a red herring. <laughs> Although I said request request sent work this time, so let's have a look. So is Jerry is Jerry in the room? Let's have a look. Let's try and add him as a speaker. I think shall we do it for him? Yeah. Um, I will say, Matt, Jerry, you um, you said who would have predicted a one-one result for town today? Well, big uh, big up big <laughs> up Brady Frost on the uh, the preview podcast did predict one all. Opt- yeah, he did. Optimistically predicted a one hole for counter. Well, it turned out it wasn't day. optimistic at all. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jerry's in the room. Right, Here I can go. now bow out. I can leave this to Tom and Jerry. <laughs> uh, I'll, I will, I will. <laughs> So this is this is thing. So for anybody that's listening, just uh, click on the request to speak button, uh, and we'll bring people in as and when uh, they would like to do so. Um, further to this as well, I think you have to technically be on a phone. I don't think Spaces really works for people who are on any uh, laptops or iPads or things like that. It can be a little bit problematic. Uh, again, let's happily blame Elon Musk for this and his development team. Um, but yeah, um, get involved uh, and tell us and tell us what you thought about the game because that's what it's all about. It's your opinion, not ours. And I will turn this over to Tom and Jerry. Right, well, there we go, Jerry. I mean, um, Jerry... How did it feel in uh, the States watching it today before we jump anyone else on? Yeah, I, you know, uh, God bless, I follow. Uh, apparently, which, you know, based on your experience, Tom, it appears that you could only watch the I follow uh, broadcast outside of the UK this time because Southampton, maybe something to do with them coming down for the Premier League or something, mm. uh, didn't seem to be working for others. So uh, felt uh, fortunate. Hashtag blessed there. Um, I thought the second half was tremendous. Um, I thought that, well, well, maybe tremendous is pushing it. I think, a, a, you know, getting the winner there late on uh, either on Sorba's semi breakaway that the keeper unfortunately stepped out and stopped or uh, maybe the random carom off of Edmunds Green's head, uh, which almost flew into the net and uh, I I think calling uh, Jackson's goal uh, super lucky would be stretching it a little bit. Certainly an element of good fortune. 
if Edmonds Green's uh, quote unquote header had gone in, that that would have been really, really fortunate. Uh, not that um, you know anybody listening to this space would have been complaining. I, I thought it was the best. 45 minutes still, uh, even without a winner. I, I thought the best 45 minutes town have played probably since Itchwich town. Um, since that one, one draw, you know, the first half there, they were pretty unlucky not to be ahead going into halftime. That was really good. Um, and possibly the best 45 minutes they played under Darren Moore. Um, what really encouraged me was that how created the number of chances they did not just, uh, you know, they got their goal, but obviously the Sorba header, um, you know, kind of maybe fell to the wrong uh, player. I couldn't remember Sorba having ever scored with his head before. Uh, I think if that, you know, a more natural kind of central striking option there in that position, they took that header away. I think, um, you know, uh, they had a couple other sort of half chances, uh, you know, Karoma forced to save there. But that they generated as much going forward as they did and still mostly kept an extremely strong attacking team in Southampton at arm's length for most of that half, even as they were going forward. That's been the struggle uh, under Darren Moore has been to sort of walk and chew gum at the same time, right? That uh, when they've gone forward or tried to anyway against your Cardiffs, your leads, they've gotten shredded at the back. When they've kind of set up specifically to defend, as we've seen against Watford and Hall the last, you know, a couple of times out, they haven't been able to do anything going forward. So that second half really felt to me like the first time uh, in quite a bit where we've seen them go forward, generate chances, put real pressure uh, on an opposing defense, and at the same time, keep it fairly tight at the back. Obviously, Maxwell made the one save he had to make. Uh, there, you know, towards the second half. And again, doing that against a very talented attacking team, uh, Cozy said as much on Twitter when, you know, we're facing a team that brings on Che Adams as their sort of final substitution late in the match. You know you're playing a really good team. So that that was really encouraging to me. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I unfortunately I didn't watch it. So I've watched the highlights now. I had to listen to it because I think because of um, Southampton, like you said, coming down, I don't think they signed up for iFollow. So I was stuck with just listening, which was actually quite a, uh, a pleasant experience, a bit different to uh, yeah watching it. Um, but I am, um, it sounded that second half just sounded so much better. And uh, Glennon and Oggy said right at the end that um, if any team deserved a win out, of that second half, it was probably town because town actually went for it. Um, so yeah, if anyone, anyone listening wants to put their two pence in about that game or in general, I mean, there was a lot of talking points. I think it'd be good to know what people thought about the first half in particular. And, um, did he change it around? Well, then going into the second half, um, there was a lot of questions about the substitutes in the second half as well, but that actually potentially worked out for us. So, please um pop your pop your names in the box and uh yeah request to speak because it'd be good to hear what everyone else thinks um i see we've got we've got quite a few listeners um so yeah give us a shout um have a moan if you need have a praise of town because um as we touched on right at the start it was um probably a result that no one really expected today right jerry I would not have predicted a 1-1, no, particularly once they went behind. I, I think if you had told me ahead of the match they finished 1-1, I would have said, okay, well, they 
you know, come out, maybe nick one in the first half and then hold on for dear life uh, against the Saints attackers uh, through, you know, the remaining like 60 minutes or something like that. Uh, and again, it, very encouraging for it to play out the opposite way uh, for Southampton to take the lead, you know, particularly at a, an awful time, you know, just going into halftime where, you know, you expect more to be able to go into the half encouraged by the fact that they've made it zero zero, um, you know, to be able to sort of, uh, you know, in Moore's head already entering the 45th minute, he's like, OK, this is how we're going to approach the second half coming out of halftime at zero zero. And then uh, to give up that goal right before uh, the break just kind of scrambles everything, um, you know, and particularly going against the side who, you know, can counterattack the way the Saints can. Uh, you know, it, it was just an awful time to give up a goal. Um, and so it really makes it, again, all the more encouraging. Um, you know, for town to come out the second half and really right from uh, the start of the second 45, really put the pressure on Southampton, really, um, you know, generated those couple of half chances that had actual pressure. I, you know, it was thrilling in some ways to reach that point where Southampton, you know, in the last 20 minutes of the game are doing the thing we always see town do where they get hold of the ball for a second and rather mm-hmm. than look to play a pass out, they start belting the ball past yeah. midfield and just giving it back to Towns' defense. Uh, I was like, I'm so used to seeing the shoe yeah. on the other foot here where it's Town who are desperately, you know, have everybody behind the ball. And as soon as they get it, they're just looking to get rid, um, you know, for the shoe to be on the other foot. Again, not, a, not even against, you know, a mid-table team or a fellow relegation straggler. Uh, but to be doing that against a team that I think everybody listening to this would expect to at least finish in the playoffs, uh, you know, possibly even challenge for uh, an automatic promotion place, um, you know, I, I think is really uh, impressive. I, I was quite, uh, you know, again, encouraged is the word that keeps coming to mind. That there was an encouraging second and a half. Town looked like a team that should be able to pull away from the relegation. Done. We're a long way away from that. Uh, but you know, at least this 45 minutes is way more to hang on to than some of the 45 minutes we've seen, um, you know, you know, in other matches we've had recently, I, I see we have a request, Matt, if you're listening, I can't figure out how to do that. Could you do the honors there? Yeah, I'll do it. We'll bring in, uh, Chris Green. Um, good lad, Chris, let's bring him in. There you go, Chris. You are on. You muted yourself, but you're on the airwaves. So if you uh, the, the, the if you want to uh, let us know what you thought, the mic is now on. <laughs> Hi, Chris. You all right? I uh, I don't want to get too positive about Darren Moore still because I'm still not <laughs> convinced about him as a manager. I love him as a bloke, but I'm not convinced still by him as a as a manager. Uh, I'm just so glad that we didn't lose four or five because I was thinking so much in my head pre-match that was going to happen. I'm so glad we got summer and I thought that second half warranted at least something uh, uh, from that game. Definitely. I mean... Um... What what I mean that first half, Chris. I mean it. It felt like um, we went. We were we were kind of playing. I think how everyone expected. Do you think? Yes. Maybe at half time, 
he sensed that there was a potential there for us uh, to well, make something well, in it? Well, he, he must have changed something because it did work, you know, because the uh, the feel of the game changed because the first half was so poor. He must have changed Summit and the second half was so much improved and that's why we deserved to get the draw because we just played with a lot more energy and positivity in first half and I'm just glad, glad today wasn't the typical Daz Ball type performance that we've got to see a lot, you know, mm. under Darren Mower. I mean, there's been, some people have mentioned kind of when um, Fotheringham came in and almost realised that he didn't have the the players to play the type of football he, he needed to, do you know what I mean? And then um, I've, I've kind of linked that to to Darren Moore being a bit more defensive. I mean, hopefully that second half brings a bit more out of yes, him. Uh, yes, because I don't like to constantly see just sitting back, you know, because it's just not adventurous. I think it's anti-football sitting back so much and not being more adventurous and going for it, even if you you are more adventurous and then you hit on the counter and you concede. I just want to, you want to get, see more excitement in your team and be more adventurous than just constantly sitting back and that's why mm. I call it Daz that's why I call Darren Moore's football Daz Ball a lot because it's just sitting back too much but I'm glad I didn't see that constantly today the second half I definitely didn't see it I thought there was more attacking you know there was more positivity and energy and we did definitely deserved the draw I thought Southampton weren't as good as I thought they were going to be today I think I think they they played their game plan, didn't they? I think um, the stats show. I mean, every, I think when you look at all their games, they they run out on possession. But I guess you can only do so much with possession. And I think a few of their fans said that I, like, I, the, I the think, one thing they miss is I that kind of I taking read, those chances. I think I read some from David Prutton from Sky Sports. You know that they they were they were winning games by a big margins anyway, mm. and only slender margins. And I think that's obviously true. We, and we saw that today, because even though they were winning 1-0, they were running away with it. Yeah. Um, so, were you in the uh, cow shed today, Chris? I mean, oh, yes. know yes, what you thought of the... Um, what did you think of the atmosphere in general? I, I mean, really... Matt- I really liked uh, Southampton's atmosphere today. They was really loud, you know, and they brought mm. 2,300, you know, so many for a place that's literally so many miles away down on the south coast. And in uh, February, when we go to St Mary's, we're not going to take nowhere near that same amount. We'll probably take only like a couple of hundred, three, four hundred. I did, but I, uh, I really praised Southampton, you know, the loud amount of noise they did. Yeah, um, and then... I thought that as well. I thought um, they sounded very loud. I mean, it, it was um, very rare you didn't hear them singing on the on the radio today. To be honest, um, yes. Town, town fans seemed to perk up. Obviously, when we were getting into that second half, I think oh, just yes. before yes, just before we, we scored the goal, it sounded like um, it was perking up a bit. But in general, Chris, like with the um, I think it said there was about nineteen thousand there today, but it didn't really look like it. Do yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. So if you say like nineteen thousand, so that's obviously seventeen thousand of us. And I think the exact figure from from that from there who travelled from St Mary's was two thousand and sixty three. Mm. So seventeen thousand of our lot and two thousand of theirs. But do you think people are putting it off at the moment? Because there seem to be a few 
empty seats. I, I wouldn't you know say there what? was 90,000. I don't understand, you know, how they can get high, such high attendance figures, you know, and yet it still looks really empty, you know, especially in that upper tier of the opposite end to Cowshed, mm. the, the big red upper tier. It's It, it always, in stadium, it, you can see so many seats dotted around. Maybe they still include figures of people that aren't even technically there who haven't had their yeah. season tickets scanned, you know, to go through turnstiles. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that is probably the case. I mean, it was good to hear that the atmosphere did pick up a bit at the end. I mean, it, when when the football gets a bit more exciting, you're going to get a bit more of a better atmosphere. You could, uh, yeah, you could hear Yes, that. yes. I, I know I'm a strong Darren Mower. I'm a, I call myself a dislike. I'd, I, I'm not... I don't want to hate him for a, a, being the human being side because I I really like him for the human being side, but at the end of the day, you're judged as a, 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 the job that you're paid to do being the manager and he's not been doing that good. It's still only one win in 10. He's, that was his 10th game in charge today, wasn't it, I think? It's one, it's one win and ten, uh, six draws, is it, and four defeats? So no, too many, five, too, five too draws. Many, too, there, many draw, too many draws. You can have yeah. too many draws, you know. You know, mm. so we haven't obviously been having enough, turning and those enough of those draws into wins. But it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's on it's on a bit of a knife edge, and it's like if he it, it can go one way or the other, he either turns those draws into wins or. Um, yeah, well, well I'm hoping in the next week when I'm going to be on a coach down to Southampton, I mean Swansea and yeah. Sunderland, that we get to see more of the second half type that we saw today, you know, because I don't want to be, go. I don't want to go back just after today to seeing, sitting back Daz football. I, I liked that second half so much, seeing so much more adventurous mm. attacking and it, it, I, I really liked it. So hopefully more to come in the next week. I'm with you there, Chris. But do you do you think in that first half, if he'd have gone all out from the off, it might have been a different story altogether? Mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah, goodness knows, goodness knows how it had gone in the first half. If if we'd have played like second in first, you just don't know. Mm. But you, you just it don't was one know. of those today, wasn't it? I think I think you had to expect them to have a lot of the ball, and then yes. we'd, we'd have got them on the counter when because they pushed quite a lot of players up into our house so you were kind of playing for that space so um i mean it's a very good point for town a very very good point um and then i don't know finally chris you got any uh any of the comments on today in general uh, anyone uh, stand out for you from town it, 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 I, I i just i think i've said a lot of my comments anyway but i'll just repeat it again i'm just so glad we didn't get thrashed i, I were proven <laughs> wrong you know you know because it's nice to be proven wrong when you really negative about what will happen and I, I, we just deserved to get a point because that second yeah. half warranted it so much we and, did. I yeah, yeah, yeah. and two really tough games on the road Ooh, mm. only separated by three bloody days you know bloody yeah. the EFL are putting us through our miles next week going up to Sunderland mm. I'll, I'll get back on the coach technically after midnight on Thursday and yeah. then and then just over 48 hours I'm going down to South Wales <laughs> to Swansea I'm putting myself through it despite what I think about Darren I go at least I go through thick and thin yeah keep the faith Chris in it keep the well, faith well hopefully we'll get hopefully things will I'll see more positive football again in the next two games, and I'd like to change my my, my uh, mood on Darren. We'll have to see. No, that's it. You'd like to think if if we can do that to Southampton in that second half, 
you don't you can do it against Swansea. Yes, yes, it would be. I think a lot of us will need be needing to apologise to Darren then the way we've been thinking about him if he changes it around. You know, football fans are so fickle, and I'm one of them. You know, I just think it's just <laughs> just typical for people to be so negative, and then if they're proven wrong, we've got we've got to start being positive then when things change. Yeah. All nice right on, then, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Bye bye. Oh, I think when we've looked at, uh, you know, more and we talk about his first 10 games in charge, I don't think anyone would argue that the results have been good enough so far. One win in 10 is relegation fodder. Um, you know, it, it's really how we come to think about this draw today uh, is going to be determined by whether town build on it over the next couple of games. I, when I look back at that, uh, the Ipswich town game that I mentioned earlier, you know, it's one-to-one. Um, it was a great performance. Everybody says, well, that's a really good point. Now we can build on it going forward. And then they immediately come out in the following game against Birmingham City and just lay a complete egg, a uh, total stinker, uh, lose four-to-one. And really, it, it's felt like Town haven't recovered from that until maybe that second 45 today. So, I, you know, now we look back at that Ipswich Town game, it's like really feels like a fluke, a flash in the pan, whatever. Um, and so we're, we we kind of have to wait and see, I think, about, uh, you know, what really we're going to think about the second 45 today. Was this the start of something real where we've put the difficulties of this first 10 games behind us? Or was it n- another just kind of, uh, you know, uh, false positive, basically? Uh, we, we've got another speaker here. Matt, you want to put have. on Lee? For yeah. Go to the studio where Matt will link up Lee. Is it? Lee's just on uh, mute, but he's just come off now. So in you go, Lee. Hey, guys, you all right? Hi, Lee. How are you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, well, it makes the change going away from a town game. I'm actually quite upbeat, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not, I'm not so bad, to be honest. Um, yeah, just on game. I thought to, when I was watching first down, I said to me, mate, it's a bit like watching Fozzie Ball this. It brought mm. me right back to last year where we were just sitting back, trying to keep it nil nil to the 70th minute and ultimately not doing and then just trying to chase the game, really. But um, I think first half's one of them. They're a really good side on the ball. And there was mm. a load of fans moaning about, like, we're not pressing them and that, but they were playing so wide and they've got such good yeah. field plays. You can't do that unless you're a good side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so first half, I understood why he did it as frustrating as it was. And then, obviously, when he brought Nakayama on, Jesus Christ, everyone wanted his head, didn't they? Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, um, what did you think of that, Lee? Because it was obviously... Um, I don't think they were booing Nakayama, were they? I think they were no, booing no. the decision not to firstly bring Berzog on, wasn't it? But obviously, I don't think he's ready for that many yeah, minutes well, yet. But what did you think of like the kind of atmosphere of that that substitution, really? Because it's always I always find that it can get quite bad at town when the fans get on your back, and it didn't sound too good that when uh, when he made that substitution. No, like. Well, obviously, he knows more than we do, doesn't he? So it's... Yeah. Uh, we, Bergsall might have only trained for one session for all we know. We just don't know, do we? Um, and I said to me, mate, look, that is, must be the only reason why he's not brought him on, that he must have only just come back this week or something like that. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like for like, isn't it? And then the same with Diara as well, albeit I think we saw it last five minutes why Diara doesn't really play because his, his decision-making's not quite there yet, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but... I did, I did understand it because obviously Headley's got a bit of pace. He's quite direct. I didn't quite understand him upright, but 
in fairness, Sorba did pull his weight on the left, so he's one of them, really. It's give or take. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the substitution itself, like, Nakayama is really good when he comes off the bench, oddly. When he starts, he's really poor. I don't really get that this season with him. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can understand why, like Chris said, fans are fickle, aren't they? You need... There's a lot of people yeah. who go to football just wanting us to win 3-0, but then people who do understand football, it's not as simple as that. So I did understand it. And in, in the end, I don't think... When Nakayama came on, apart excluding their goal, I didn't think they had a great deal of joy, particularly that right-hand side. So you could argue in that case it was a good decision. Mm. I think um, it's, a, it's a... When I really think back to that first half, do you, do you actually think it, um, it turned out in a good way that they did score just before half time because he might not have changed it up the way he did in the second half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and pushed but, us on a bit more. Yeah, you could you could argue that you could argue that. Um, it could also just be a mentality thing. You don't know. He might have got into half time and just said, "Look, like, yeah. we're one 0 down. Like ball so wally. Let's press him a bit." And to be fair to him, I didn't think we'd be able to press him as well as we did. But it proper reminded me when we played Leicester when we were under mm. Warnock. And it was very, that second half was, I don't know what other fans think, but I thought that was very Warnock. Because before game, I said to me, mate, I reckon if Warnock was in charge, would have got some at here, because we'd have just tried to press him. And then obviously under Darren Moore, he's a bit, I don't know if he's tentative or still working his side out, but he did, apart from the Ipswich and second half against Coventry in the first 20 minutes against QPR, we've not really pressed teams, have we? We've just kind of sat off, see, have a look what happens, and then just kind of yeah. go from there. I think, um, how, how much do you think the kind of current run is down to the injury kind of crap. I mean, I would call it a crisis because I think, I think when Harrick goes off today, he becomes our ninth injured player this season. Is that what it is? God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The official, you know, uh, HCFC.com notes listed eight before the game. And it was impossible for me to see, the way Herrick grabs at his hamstring, immediately sits down on the field. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if we see Herrick um, come back here anytime in the next couple of weeks. It looks like he did his hamstring pretty well there. Uh, while we're talking to Lee, just a quick invitation to everybody else. Uh, if you want to speak up, uh, you know, by all means, hit the request button. And uh, Lee, carry on. Uh, Tom asked you about, you know, your thoughts on the injury situation here. Yeah, well, the Herrick one, I – I'm in, I'm in cow shed, so I, I thought he was an impact thing. I didn't realise he'd pulled it. Um, so, yeah, that's put this minimum four weeks, really, into the hamstring. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think with injuries, I think I think Warner could struggle with injuries we've got, if I'm being honest with you. I think any, any manager who comes in and has to deal with the level of injuries that we have, which we seem to get every single season unless we do well, I don't understand it. Um but like you've got Radona, most creative player by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very lucky Hogg and Healy can't injure because we would be knackered. Hogg's been top yeah. three players for me this season. Healy stand out this season as well. Um, but then it's all, it also comes down to bloody um, transfer window, doesn't it? Now, obviously, they don't. If I was an owner, I'd, I wouldn't. If I'm going to get rid of Warnock soon, I'm not going to give him money either. I, I understand that, but at the same time, like we're so light up front, it's a joke. Yeah. Right. When as soon as Harrett went off, yes, when Bergson came on, should I rather? Yes, he's a good attacking outlet, but he's not an out and out striker. There was a couple of times the ball went across the box and there were no one in the middle. I thought Crow did a better job up top, to be honest, than Bergson did, but he just kind of likes to go yeah. and do what he wants, really, doesn't he? 
He asked um, a lot of Karoma. To, he asked a lot of Karoma today. What did you actually think uh, of that? I mean, he ended up playing, I think, three positions in the end. Yeah, he did. I thought he, he was very much oh, stick on last defender. And a couple of times, if we had Danny Ward, he'd have dropped in, played a bit of midfield, and then we might have created some attacks. But when Karoma, I don't think Karoma's ever played up top for us, has he? He's very much play on wing, cut inside, take his man on into, so he just won't be used to it. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like both Bergsorg and Karoma felt like players who have just come back from injury, right? Like just that half yeah. beat slow on the ball, just a half beat slow, um, you know, making the right play, making the right pass. Uh, you know, we had the play where Headley ended up getting yellow carded because he's gotten frustrated. He's been called offsides <laughs> and he boots the ball into the stands, which he shouldn't like. That shouldn't happen. Just keep your cool. Just kick the ball 10 feet. Don't kick it 30, right? And then <laughs> you don't get the yellow card. Uh, but, you know, that felt like a really good example to me of Paroma, um, you know, being sort of in the right position, but just not being all the way back to, uh, I don't want to say game fitness, uh, but certainly just the mental speed of the game. For both him and Bergsorg, it felt like they were just that little bit slow which happens when you come back from injury, right? You just oh, haven't played yeah. in an actual competitive. Like it's you, you cannot simulate playing uh, an actual game in practice. You just you, you can't do it. Training is it's it's not the same. Um, and so hopefully, you know, again, uh, we'll, we'll see a little bit better from uh, both those guys going forward. Now that you know they are back in the team, they did get uh, you know a decent number of minutes under their feet. I, I would be surprised. You know, I, I don't know. Moore is probably not going to go public with this, but I, I would bet a large sum of money uh, that the reason we saw Yuta come on, um, you know, uh, in exchange for Harrow was because he felt like Bergsorg wasn't ready to go 60 minutes. He feels like Diara maybe isn't a player that you want to have out there for 60 minutes right now. And, you know, that, that substitution happened, I think, the 25th to 26 minutes. So we're talking about, you know, a good 65 to 70 minutes more. Uh, to play there. I would hope, hope <laughs> that that's not the substitution we would see in a couple of weeks when, uh, when the bench is a little bit healthier than it was today. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lee, thank you very much for coming on. I mean, any, as, that's another shout out to anyone else. If anyone else wants to get on, get involved. Um, give us a, uh, a request and we will get you on because we've got Jack yeah. lined up next, I believe, Matt. Thank you, yeah, Jack's, Jack's request that is, uh, is coming yeah, in now. Hi, uh, uh, hi, Jack. How are you doing? I'm all right. What, what are your thoughts on today, Matt? Uh, I think, well, uh, first half was very poor. It was, um, a lot, it was a lot of what we've been complaining about over the last few games. It was quite obvious to see um, for the first half because we had nothing going forward. We were just sitting off and letting Southampton come on to us. And I, th I thought we were okay defensively, but it was the goal was inevitable um, when it happened. Um, it And I think it was uh, what someone mentioned earlier about, it was just, I reckon it was probably a half-time team talk where Moore's just gone, right, lads, we're already a goal down. I think we've just got to go for it. And he um, changed the setup and like tried to make us a bit more attacking. And I think it was... A lot. The second half was a lot more of what we've been hoping for. It was there was it was still abundantly clear we are um, incredibly lacking in quality because a lot of the mm. players 
were just making a lot of errors. And they were, I think it was also confidence that come with that because a lot of them were getting into okay shooting positions, but they were just too afraid to take it on. And it was, there was quite a lot of frustration yeah. getting come from the crowd at times because of people just not wanting to take a chance. Well, I think. I think what did you um, certainly what, the effort? What did you think of the there. crowds? Like, Sorry, players Jack. like um, Jackson, especially, and Headley, I thought was quite good. Uh, Sober, I think, was um, good in patches. Uh, it showed yeah. that we can take teams on, even though we don't have the quality that, like, we can graft, we can grind out points, like like we did under Warnock. That even though we yeah. do have a very poor squad on paper, we can still put up somewhat of a fight in this division and at least keep ourselves clear of the bottom three. Yeah, um, on that, all the results yeah, sorry, pretty much kind of went for us today, didn't they? Can you hear me? Jack, can you hear me now? No, it's barely right? anything. <laughs> oh. Might, might um, just be my headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can hear you okay, Tom. I can hear you great, mate. Jack, I can hear what you've just said. I could hear everything. Um I'll just I'll try shout one question down to you then. Um, <laughs> um, what what are your hopes kind of going forward with Darren Moore then, given the squad he's got and these next couple of games? Jack, I think you may have muted. Yeah, there you are. I was, okay. I, I'd, I'd muted it just so that I won't get a lot of feedback because I had to change it to my speakers. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think. Well, obviously, first priority is like trying not. Uh, get players injured <laughs> like, like yeah so I, I, I don't that's not something we can really control too much um but i think really it's just um i think we need we need to try and help be more aggressive like just try and play on the front foot because i think when we do um ones that also come to mind is uh coventry like his first game that we, we didn't it was the first, first we were seeing first half that we had not going up front and like um it was um Bergs, Oregon, Corona playing as two strikers and they just were, it won't click in. But then that didn't work at second all. Second half we changed it and we were um looked a lot better. I think there are times that we have actually looked okay. And I, I think it's when when we try to actually take teams on rather than sitting off and just letting them play towards us. Um, mm. because I don't think we should we, we shouldn't play like we did against Hull and just wit try try and hold that for a clean sheet. I think as, as much as batterings obviously are going to hurt, um, I also think it's not, it's, mm, I'd maybe rather that and actually at least try and try and take teams on, even though, even if we might end up shipping a lot at the back, because at least, we, we, because we have actually shown we still can, even, we still can defend well. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Eat at times. And I think yeah. it's better when we're, when we're actually trying to take teams on and try and be aggressive. And more, more actually mentioned Hull in that um, in his in his uh, post match presser and uh, kind of alluded that um, Hull was very similar to, to to today and we were like minutes away from probably getting a oh that's a good point kind of thing um, and he touches on that uh, 
the lack of. I mean, it's it's mad to think, isn't it, that today you are, you didn't have Lee Nichols, Ben Wiles, Danny Ward, Jack Rodoni, etc. It's um, it is we are bare bones at the moment. Um, I don't know, I don't know what more we kind of expected going into that game today. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think it's promising that that second half, especially, shows that there there are players in this squad that can push and have a go at teams who are that next level kind of quality? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, right. I'll, I'll I'll fully admit when I when I saw the lineup um, when I when I went pub, right, I just um, I'd, say, I'd seen that we didn't have Nichols in and uh, Maxwell and I did did have a bit of a shot, but credit to him, he actually had a pretty solid game, and. I think um, I'm glad that we we can even if we do have a lot of key players out, we can still try to um, take teams on. It, we are still obviously lacking players like Redoni and Wiles that like do offer a lot of creativity in the middle of the parks and and something that we are clearly very lacking because even even in the second half when we're talking about how well um, how much better we played and. Like how much graft the lads put in, it was abundantly clear that we were, um, v- like still pretty lacking up top and especially in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like very much just reliant on the wings and like trying to cross the ball into the box, hoping somebody's going to get their head on it. Yeah, um, Jack, just doing a quick shout out. Anyone else who wants to get involved, give us a give us a nudge quickly because um, we're obviously not going to go on all night. So, um, if you want to have a chat about do a bit of venting or praise of town, then give us a shout now. Uh, Jack, just one final thing from you. Um, what did you think of the atmosphere today? I mean, I think both halves were quite different, but um, where you were sat, what did it feel like? Yeah, well, um, I were in the middle of cow shed um, and I thought at times it were like either just flat or even like, and it, it, especially towards the end of the first half, it were getting quite toxic. I thought like, it, I, like there was points in that game where I was like genuinely starting to worry that, that it was creeping towards the Fotherham days when the fans mm. were just getting hatred towards the club. Um, but I also, but in the second half, I felt that, yeah, as you said, it were very different, that it still felt a bit flat. And I think it's because um, the fans have like sort of like not got much faith in the place to actually create some end product. Mm. But, um, it was definitely better. Like there was a, like it was there was at least some amount of optimism there, and there was like some support behind the lads because they could at least see what they're trying to do, and, yeah. and they can at least see they're at least trying to gra- graft for a goal, even if it isn't going to come to fruition. Which lucky for us, it did. And well, look, I don't I don't think I need to say that after the goal came, yeah, the atmosphere was very good. Yeah, it's very rare in it these days when we score. So I, I bet it was great in that cow shed today when that went in. Oh, he was definitely <laughs> nice one. Um, I don't know if have we got anyone else lined up. I'm not sure if we have. Um, but thank you, Jack, for coming on. Um, anyone else coming in? Jerry, have you got anything else to add on today? Whilst you whilst you're here, yeah, I, I would say just to build on the atmosphere comment. And again, you know, um, would have been there tonight. Unfortunately, there's an ocean between me and uh, John Smith, so <laughs> made things a little difficult. Um, but even, you know, from where I was sitting, I think that first 15 minutes of the second half were critical, uh, in terms of the atmosphere. Um, you know, 
everybody, it, it felt like definitely the fans were unhappy with the Nakayama substitution, which honestly, it, no matter who's on the bench or isn't on the bench, you're never going to get a positive reaction from the fans when you are at home early in the game and you sub off a central striker and you sub on a defender. Like just, that's never going to go over. Well, um, mm. I don't blame Moore for making the substitution. I don't, I think his hand was forced by who was and wasn't available and how, you know, like we said, healthy, uh, how fit Bertor actually was. But I also don't think you can look at the fans and say, oh, well, they should just simply understand that that's his only option. That's that's never going to happen. Obviously, you give up the goal going into halftime, you know, could have been very demoralizing. I think uh, you could hear the boos, uh, you know, over the broadcast at halftime, um, you know, as town walked off. Um, and so, you know, credit more credit to the players, because that opening 10 to 15 minutes of the second half, even if town didn't get a goal. They had to come out and show something that it wasn't yeah. going to be just another repeat of the first half where they sat back, just let Southampton, you know, pretty much do whatever they wanted with the ball. Um, you know, it, it just could not be a repeat of the first half over that first 10 to 15 minutes. There had to be something for town fans to latch on to there. Uh, and again, two more in the players credit. I thought Thomas was particularly good in that stretch, uh, you know, you know, at both ends of the pitch, uh, both defending and going forward, um, really came out, gave Towns fans something uh, to hang their hats on and give them a little bit of spark, some entertainment, um, mm-hmm. and things just really picked up from there. So that, to me, even though Town didn't score in that period, that was the critical period of the match there. It was that first 10 to 15 minutes where you say, oh, you know, they're actually playing football. They're actually coming out and giving – uh, you know, the John Smiths and the couch had everybody something to cheer for was was really, really encouraging. Um, and I'll say this, uh, something I've thought about. I, I would agree that the first half obviously is poor, didn't really generate any guilt head chances. Uh, you know, Southampton hit the post, they score, it's one to nothing. The yeah. one thing I will say in defense of Towns approach in that first half is that, um, you know, Stephen Chicken has pointed this out, uh, you know, a few times when Town have collapsed you know, and ship four goals. It's usually been after they give up that really early one, right? Yeah, like happening, yeah, yeah. happening is Birmingham, uh, you know, that goal given up in the first 15 to 20 minutes has basically always been uh, just a sign of a total collapse coming under Moore. So I don't blame Moore, particularly given the problems in the squad for saying, okay, we're going to, sit back, absorb stuff for at least the first 15 to 20 minutes. The disappointment in that first half is that Southampton really, you know, they definitely had all of the ball, but they didn't really create a lot of chances in that opening 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, but then town make the substitution and town can't really build on that in the mm-hmm. second part of the first half at all. Um, you know, they rode out that first wave, but then didn't build on that at all. And eventually Southampton hit the post and eventually score themselves uh, at the end of the first half was really that was the disappointing part of the first half, not necessarily those opening exchanges. Well, that's it. I don't think I I feel like that kind of last fifteen minutes before the first half was the only real big bit of pressure Southampton. Yeah, I would agree. Cut down under. So yeah. Um, anyone else got any views on this? Get involved. Come on, let's uh, let's hear your opinions on today. Um, because me and Jerry just can't keep talking about nonsense. I mean, Jerry, it oh, was very, 
It's very, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's very, what I mean. <laughs> well, we got about five more minutes here before uh, we hit the hour mark and really wrap things up. Though. Yeah. So um, come on, one more person to to uh, get the clicks in. Tell us uh, how you found today. <laughs> It'd be really good to hear from anyone um, because um, – look me and jerry get to talk on this platform quite a bit so it'd be nice to it'd be nice to hear what just town fans who were there today for um because i wasn't there today unfortunately um i will be there for the uh, bristol game though which will, sure like, will be no, nice, we haven't yeah. talked about um individual performances a whole lot here uh Tom, do you know what, um, jerry i was gonna that was my next thing i was gonna ask you sober thomas um other than carlos corbran i mean I feel like Corbrand got the set pieces out of Sauber, but I feel like Darren Moore is at least getting a player out of Sauber, Thomas. Uh, he wasn't perfect. He had one particular counterattack in the first half where he had a couple of guys he could have picked out. I think Karoma and Headley mm. maybe were running forward and just completely uh, played a nothing ball to no one. Uh, but other than that, I thought he was very good. A little bit unfortunate, I thought, at the breakaway at the very end of the game where uh, the Southampton keeper, yeah. whose name escapes me, uh, did really well to come off his line and shut that down. I, I really thought, like, you know, your brain just has that little lizard brain flash, right, where it's like, oh, he's in, um, and then suddenly Southampton's keeper appears out of nowhere. I thought Sorbo was really good. Um, I thought Helic, uh, as usual, was outstanding. I thought really the whole back line, Pearson, Helic, um, Lees, uh, and Maxwell is part of that as well. All did really, really well. You can throw Hogg in there doing his usual bit as well. Yeah. Uh, but the whole Southampton, you know, which, as we've said again, is a very one of the best attacking teams in the division, not just a one goal, which they had to work for. Like, that was a very well-executed goal. Um, you know, Hellett could do a little better. Um, Pearson could probably do a little bit better uh, on that particular play. You'd like to say, well – these are our best defensive players. Maybe they can kind of rise up to the standard that Southampton's showing there. But some credit to the Saints on that play. Like, it's a very good chip ball into the box. It's a very good run to get onto it. It's a very good run to get across Hellick and finish from Armstrong there. Um, it's not a full, you know, just tip your cap, nothing you can do kind of goal. Mm. Uh, but it was well worked. And aside from that play... Um, I thought Towns' defense handled Southampton pretty well. And again, to yeah. do that even in the second half when Town were going forward, um, I, I, I thought was really impressive. Um, you know, again, just Town in the second half, they weren't world beaters, but they looked like the sort of team we want to see Town be. Like, we yeah. know that there's holes in the squad. We know that, you know, particularly at like central striker on the wings, maybe, you know, we don't have uh, all the pieces that we would want Darren Moore to be able to choose from, but he's got enough to at least have that kind of performance that we saw there in the second half. It doesn't have to look the way it did against lead. It's, it doesn't have to look the way it did against Hull, where they just sit back for all 90 minutes, you know, and we have our fingertips on the ledge and you're just hoping that they can get through without, you know, slipping off. And I don't blame more for saying, oh, well, we were a couple of minutes away from everybody getting clapped off and everybody being happy. Um, but more often than not, you can't hang on by your fingertips for 90 whole minutes. It's, it's not going to work as a week-in, week-out strategy. We needed to see something like we saw today, uh, you know, and 
you know, to borrow David Hartrick's phrase, may long may it continue. Uh, you know, it didn't last long. Like I said, we, we we've seen glimpses of this, but we haven't seen any sort of maintained level of this kind of play under Darren Moore as of yet. Uh, and you know, let, let, let's hope we get there. Um, Matt. Yeah. I'm going to do it right. Here we go. Mark, Jack, Kieran, Rob, Liam, Stephen, you're listening. If you want a quick chat, get involved now. Request to speak or forever hold your is it forever <laughs> hold your peace um, because me and Jerry are going to go and have a few more pints tonight. Um, what Actually, what time is it there, Jerry? Is it like mid-afternoon? It is. It's 1.30 here. Um, and rest assured, uh, the big, you know uh, – my American college football team that, you know, I grew up with my, my, we're having our big Derby day today. Um, so oh, nice. there's going to be a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You have to let us know how that goes, Matt. Um, yeah. If anybody um, is interested, you can Google Stephen Fry iron Bowl and see a little clip of what it's like to be, uh, you know, a, a Brit, uh, in a certain hair stadium where Auburn, you know, U.S. football gets played. That that that's that's the game that's happening today. Stephen Fry Iron Bowl. It's it's worth about three and a half minutes of your time if anybody's interested. So what? What? Sorry, Jerry. Who's the teams that are playing today? Uh, I'm an Auburn fan. They're playing Alabama. That that's our yeah. our, our arch rivals. Uh, nice. So I, I won't bore everybody uh, by getting <laughs> into the details, but uh, it, it's the pinnacle of the season uh, for for my U.S. college football team. So uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm just saying it's only one thirty here. It's uh, still uh, a, a very big sporting day uh, from here on out, and uh, yeah, I uh, again appreciate. Uh, Huddersfield Town giving me, uh, you know, a positive start to, uh, you know, like I said, a, a very big sports afternoon for yours truly. <laughs> nice one, Jerry. Well, yeah, we'll keep tabs on that. Um, look, Jerry, it's uh, we've nearly been going for about an hour, so yep. I guess if no one else wants to have a chat, Matt, has anyone else requested? I don't think they have, have they? People are leaving in droves, Tom, after you try to get them on, unfortunately. So, we're... Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that pretty much wraps it up, doesn't it? So um, yeah. if you like these, um, if you want to get involved and you do like this as a as a platform, let us know. Uh, it's something that we're happy to try and we're happy, always happy to try new things. Um, so, yeah, if you do like this and you do want to get involved, let us know and we'll we'll do more of these things. But if not, then we won't. It's quite simple, isn't it? We we try and do what people would like to hear or listen to. So um, I think, Tom, that is pretty much all we've got time for this week. Uh, a point for us. So keep an eye out um, for the main podcast. Episode 191 will be out very late tomorrow evening or early Monday morning. And then Tom will be back, hopefully, with uh, an Auburn fan himself, Brady Frost. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Tom. Um, yeah, Brady Frost. <laughs> I've just realised I can do sound effects for throughout this whole thing. Sorry. I, I need to work that one out. But, um, <laughs> you only just yeah. realised that, Tom. <laughs> I think we know when they say, I think we know it's time to pull it when the sound effects come out, don't we? So, everyone. <laughs> and that's the perfect way to go out. Toilet so, flushing. Uh, <laughs> yeah so thanks everybody for joining it and uh like i say if you do like this we'll do more of them uh up the town up the up town appreciate y'all
there's a team that is dear to its followers. The colors are bright blue and white. They're a team of renown. They're the pride of the town. And the game of football is their delight. And all the while, upon the field of play, thousands loudly cheer them on the way. Often you can hear them say. Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily, and every goal shall be a memory. So town, play up and bring that cup back to others. So town play up and bring the cup back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite ninetieth-minute goal? Got to be Hefley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 